I'm Danielle. Welcome to Female Intern. There's a, a dude who's been wasting my time. Just like in contact with a with a man who it's like so even dumb to call him a man like he is 32, but he truly like has the emotional wherewithal of a 14 year old. And but I've like come to understand um, like what dynamic is playing out and why it doesn't serve me. And the way that I came to this conclusion was by um, doing sort of a classic me and writing a legal brief uh, about my emotions. I have to prove that I'm correct for having hurt feelings. Like I have to justify it. Um, maybe I'll outgrow this, but right now I'm in a stage where like I write a kick-ass argument and um, it makes me feel, it makes me feel justified. It makes me feel, it's a, it's an exercise of self-validation, which I, I want to do that. I, that's an, that's an essential skill to be able to, to love yourself and take care of yourself. Um, you know, and like to exist in solitude is, is to be able to, to validate your own experience. You know, I don't have to wait for that from, from someone else, but, um, I'm gonna, um, check my phone. Cause I think Claire might be here and that's it for me. Hi, welcome to Hi. Female Intern. Thank That's you. That's the name of the show because I couldn't come up with a different name. I love it. My Instagram and Venmo handles. It's your whole brand. It's my whole <laughs> brand. We're building an empire. Um, I'm Danielle. I'm the host. And today's guest is Claire Simakowski. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm excited. You had a big day. You're coming from Six Flags Great Adventure. I've had such a busy day. I've been up since 6.30 and I literally came straight from Six Flags in New Jersey uh, to this podcast recording. So if I'm a little fucked up in the head, um, we can <laughs> blame it on the Joker how ride. you are. And oh my God. <laughs> all the concussions that I... Um, wow got and i did you see what i mean with like you. it's gonna I, be like that it's gonna be like of, that on the drive what's back? the end of this <laughs> sentence right. right i'm like i started this sentence i didn't anticipate having to end it yeah um, on the drive back ryan c was was like are you gonna be okay to be on that podcast and that, i was like i'm fine it's, that's what i i mean i asked a little you brain damage or the yeah. other day i was yeah, like yeah, yeah. are you sure i was like you know what i feel better than ever do you <laughs> i feel good okay good I feel good you seem you seem like loose <laughs> i feel loose no i i was saying like i needed to like feel something like I, I sometimes I feel so numb in Brooklyn like I literally need to be thrown around on a roller coaster or, like hundreds of feet in the air to feel something and we were going up we we're sitting in the front row of this one that has like a big drop and we're just going up and I was like don't you feel so relaxed and Ryan was like no this is good like this feels good to me so. have you always have you always been like a roller coaster person when I was in middle school or elementary school I was afraid of them and okay. then I rode my first one that went upside down and I really liked it and then I was hooked from there and wow. since then I've there's there aren't really that I don't like wow so yeah I, we're different I was, in that way I that's yeah I love it I love the speed I like to oh be thrown my around. I yeah, upside down, everything. Am different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not normal, but I mean, it's thrilling. Yeah, and you're not alone. <laughs> like yeah. I'm kind of the freak who's like, I'll stay down here no, and like eat a hot dog. That's that's normal. Like to just enjoy the human experience and not need to be launched. You know, that's sort of how I feel. It's also how I feel about flying, where I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not totally on board with flying. Oh, flying doesn't scare me because I'm like, if <sighs> we go down, we go down. It's just I have to, I, I have yeah. to get to Dallas for this wedding. Like, if this is how I go, it's how I go. Like, oh I, my God, I hate it. I'm just like, <laughs> it, I think like dying in a plane crash is like the hu 
hubris. Like just yeah. human hubris. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah you were asking for it. Don't actually. be in the sky. <laughs> you can't, you're not able to be in the sky. That's not for you. It's not, that's it's not, not where you if live. If it was for you, you would have wings. You'd, you'd be don't. a bird. You'd be you'd a, bird. Be a bird. bird. Frankly, you'd be a bird. You'd be a bird. So stay oh, on the ground. That's that? and that's how I feel. That's fair. That's very fair. It's. I mean, it's not like what it is. Whatever. Whatever. You know, just take some benzos and it's fine. What's, <laughs> it's, a, what's a benzos? And it's fine. Like a, like, a, like Xanax oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never taken a Xanax. That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> I take it bef- usually before airplanes. Yeah. For the last you get few that years. Nervous. Oh yeah. Wow. For like, so do you try to I think, avoid I think flying? I, I, discover, I discovered um, in a therapy session, like within the last six months maybe, um, that I think I had a panic attack on an airplane when I was 15. And I think that's where it, yeah, I was like, oh, origin. that's where it started. Yeah. And it all started to add up. Oh, my God. But it's still I still have that like nervous association with yeah, that environment. I'm yeah. like, I'm trapped in a steel box in the sky. We don't belong here. See, for me, it's like, oh, I'm going to get to watch Bridesmaids. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get there. I, I want to be like, oh, great. I have a seven hour flight to the UK. I'm going to watch as many Fast and Furious movies yeah, as I possibly exactly. can. For me, it's like free snacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So what, how'd you guys decide to go to Six Flags? Um, I wanted to, so I suggested it. Okay. Um, I, I went two years ago to this park for the first time um, with someone that I met on Hinge, LOL. We went on, on a second date and he was bringing his friend. So I got to bring a friend for his friend. Oh my God. And it was like the most chaotic day and it was fun, but it was like definitely a stressful, like, it, it's a it, lot it, for date two. It, it took it's a, a lot of logistics. going to an amusement park in general, you have to exert a lot of energy and to like, also navigate being on a second date also with like one of your close friends with, who's on a double date with one of their friends that it was is, such a crazy dynamic a that I was like I want to go back to the park and just enjoy riding the rides without worrying about if yeah. this is like going well as a date yeah Um. and it just it was like a long winter it's been I feel like everyone's kind of going through it this year and I was yeah. like Six Flags is going to fix everything. <laughs> and, and I don't think I was so crazy. I think it did. I feel amazing. Um, yeah, you are. Was, I mean, you are kind of glowing. Uh, thank you. I think it's the lighting in this room. I mean, it might be. And, but, and the sweat. But on your my energy, face. <laughs> like your energy is infectious. Well, thank you. Um, but I just, I wanted to go and I, yeah, I, I crave the thrill mm. and like I seek the thrill of it. And Whoa. is that, are you like a thrill seeker just generally? Um, I would say so, but I think I get caught up in like the mundane monotony of everyday life. So it's easy to, um, not make time for that sort of thing. I've also just like been working really hard and then focusing on comedy and stuff. And I just, I realize I don't do a lot of things just for the sake of having fun. Mm. And I'm trying to be proactive about doing that more. Hell yeah. So I, you know, started with Six Flags and then I talked my friend into going to the Pitbull, Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin concert with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really committing. When is that? October. <laughs> wow. What a trio. So I'm just like, I just want to have fun. Like, I don't want to yeah. be so stressed and, like, work yeah. up all the time. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. What What do you do for work? Um, I work for the Ronald McDonald House, which is a nonprofit that gives shelter and resources to kids with cancer okay. and other complex illnesses. Okay. Um, so it's, like, it's intense. And we are at the house with the kids and so like we are around it it can be very emotionally intense obviously. yeah um and it's like a lot of work too i do fundraising and so it's okay. goal oriented and stuff yeah. um and so it's is that is that the kind of work that you like that like plays to your strengths like um i don't know that's a good question i've never really thought it's crazy that i've never thought about that 
I think so because it's pretty writing. I do like I do grants and so it's pretty yeah. writing heavy and then you have to be organized. You have to take initiative and be proactive and um, I can do that stuff. But um, so, yeah, I guess I would say so. Yeah, I did like more. But this is boring, but I did more like budget and finance stuff at my old job. And I think I preferred that a little bit more just because there was less pressure to like raise the money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm decently good at it yeah i have a day job now where i'm just not emotionally invested yeah, at all and it's what's really your new day cool. job i just work at this guy's like antiquities art gallery dealership okay he just like has a shit ton of indian and himalayan antiquities like shit from like the second century whoa and um i just do miscellaneous tasks okay. and i'm like this works yeah this is great do you like it though yeah yeah see that's the thing i kind of want something a little bit less intense for my day-to-day yeah. thing because I'm still working at night doing comedy. So yeah, it's like that's a, that it's, was exactly it's too much. Yeah. Um so yeah, and that sounds interesting. Like I think I would enjoy doing that kind of work. Yeah. That's why I I I had to break up with my doula partner yeah. like in January because yeah. I was like, oh I'm not I don't have the I don't have the capacity to like give as much as like she needed me to yeah. give to like be a good, you know, dual birth partner. And yeah. it's like just such intense work. Totally. Which I love. And I wish I could do like one a month or something. Yeah. But then you like can't earn a living and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah. That's like very important work. I remember you text me, you were like, I don't know if I can come to your birthday party because I think I might have to do a delivery. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's more important. <laughs> It, that was always like a very um, a very clutch way to be like, hey, like I might not be able to make it to this to your show. And yeah. I, everyone was always like, yeah, um, I think a baby's more important. I'm you're like, no, like, no, no like- I wasn't saying it to like make you feel like comedy stupid. But like if you want to take it that way. Yeah, it's like sorry I have to bring new life into the world, but um, I'll be on your bar show next yeah. month. Um, um, you run an awesome show. It's called you. Simfest, yeah. and I'm gonna link to it in like the episodes, and <sighs> people you. should go. But can you tell? Can you talk about the premise and like how you how you came up with it? Yeah, so I run it with my co-producer and co-host Carrie Keys, and we've known each other since we've been friends since college. So we've known each other really. For a long time. Yeah. I did not know Yeah, we that. went to college together. Where did um, you go? Like, were you on the East Coast for college? Yeah, we went to University of Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we didn't, neither of us moved to New York for comedy, um, but then we both started doing it kind of separately. And then um, we, I mean, obviously we're very close and we were texting one day and she was like simping, not romantically, but she was simping after someone and just kind of like going on a fusillade of compliments about them and stuff and just saying everything she liked about them. And she said, okay, Simfest over. And the phrase Simfest was so good. I was like, that would be such a good show name. And then also this was when we, well, we're both single now, but we were both single at the time too when we had like interests and stuff and Mm -hmm. we would like express our interests to each other about those different people and would say kind of like some really um, ridiculous hyperbolic stuff that was really funny. Um, And... So we kind of were self-identified simps. And then also some people who were interested in us would send us like really crazy messages. And sometimes as jokes, but sometimes not. And yeah. so the the concept kind of just came together to start a show called SimpFest. And we had all of these crazy, silly, funny messages that were also like really serious and earnest. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, what would happen if we just projected all those messages and kind of gave light to the way that people are communicating um, and trying to like start relationships by sending these insane messages oh my um, God. and then They're i had the so idea good. so we we um posted like an anonymous ngl link on the instagram so if someone has a crush they can send they can anon- anonymously submit the instagram handle of their crush and we'll invite their crush anonymously for them mm. and i had that idea because we had 
like my sorority in college did a similar concept for like a party. Like if you had a crush, they would invite your crush anonymously, whatever. Um, and so just so kind sweet. of like add to the like yeah, flirtiness, yeah. flirty vibe it's of the show. It's such a flirty show. <laughs> it's a crazy, I love it. It is such an unhinged show, but um, it's so fun and I really, really love it. Um, I love that there's a visual component. Oh, like, yeah. There are, we do a whole PowerPoint you presentation. You do like there is a PowerPoint. We put so much work into it. Um, we write a lot of jokes for the beginning and it's different every single time. And it's like both of our like passion projects. That's um, so beautiful. Which it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really, and yeah, she's great to work with and it's, it's become really successful. And I think it's like more successful than maybe we envisioned it to be. And that's been cool. It's been cool to, to, for people to connect with it so much. Yeah, so, yeah. That's really like to not have started with so much pressure. Like this better be. Yeah. No, you're just yeah. like, we just that would were, be funny. We're like, oh, this is silly. Like, let's just try this out. And then no, it kind of it came really together translates. in a really, like it, in a way that really worked. You're so. really speaking to the American people. Well, because it's relatable content. It's no, like it really everyone's is. been everyone in the situation. Everyone has a crush. Yeah. Has a crush and everyone's been in the situation where you care way more about them and they have no idea who you are. They don't care if you live or die. And yeah. it's like, that is relatable and resonant. And we make jokes about it, but we also like speak truths to what being that experience is yeah. like and, and ways to guard yourself, like not to close yourself off entirely, but like ways to guard yourself so you're not constantly like getting your heart broken. You know? Yeah. Can you teach literally? How do I do that? <laughs> you are asking the right. I think it's so funny when people ask me for that kind of advice because I'm like, what? experience do you think I'm speaking from um I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna keep it in this episode sometimes I'll like start an episode with like I'll before my guest gets here I'll just sort of like Mark Marin rant for a yeah. little bit but like a little nicer yeah um and today I read um I don't know if I'm gonna keep it in but I read half of I wrote like a legal brief style um it is like an, an emotional brief basically mm -hmm. just like this guy was like fucking with my head and it's only been like five weeks and I'm like done i yeah. need to write a whole argument i need you. to write a really rigorously argued yeah. you know lots of evidence substantiated argument yeah. on why this person is too emotionally stunted for me and i need to focus elsewhere that is in my opinion that is so healthy to just like expunge all of those thoughts from your brain mm -hmm. and put pen to paper on why this person is bad for you examples of how they've shown that they don't care about you and are unworthy of your attention and your time and it's like that's hard to ignore especially when it's, it's in really your own, hard to ignore when it's in your exactly. own writing and it's in your own voice it's like am i do i not value myself enough to like listen to myself exactly. when i say like you know they're treating you bad like why are you tolerating this? yeah uh, I, or still even seeking it out it's that's why i journal every day because i'm it's hard to be in denial. I mean, I still manage it, obviously, but um, it, it's I'm talented. It's harder to be in denial when you like are looking inward every single day. Not not that I'm like going very no, deep every single day, but but it so does... there's some people who've literally never journaled, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't. Okay, yeah, we're on. We concerned. live in different planets. Yeah, about you, but um, but I I really can't be concerned about it. Like <laughs> yeah. you need to deal no, no, with no, your it's, shit. It's I mean, but, they, um, they truly live in a different reality. But yeah, I, it just feels like my strategy is like so intellectually involved. But I do that before I'm going to have difficult emotional conversations that will require vulnerability and will require like defense. Like I will think this is maybe like me overthinking it, but I think I'm just also so used to. I've been in situations where people can get. I mean, everyone has like people will gaslight me or invalidate me or whatever. So I feel like I need to come prepared mm -hmm. with examples of to defend my feelings. Yeah. And I will literally like journal them out and I will bullet point them and then like, like review them bring before your, the conversation. Bring your notes, bring your receipts. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't bring them to like the actual conversation, but I commune with like what I write and I 
just I, I review all the information in the examples and then I just try to get to the heart of like what is the goal of this conversation mm -hmm. and how am I going to accomplish that and like those the few conversations I've had of that nature in the past couple of years I've done that exercise and it's not like all the conversations have gone exactly how I want but, but I how, feel like did they go? I feel like I advocated for myself the best that I could and if they didn't go well then it was out of my control like I yeah still ultimately you did the best thing for exactly yourself. and yeah. I think in that doing that I'm much I don't have much of a temper to begin with but in doing that I'm much less likely to become rash or irrational or lose my temper because I can kind of come back to the oh, goal I've, I've laid it all out yeah like I exactly. actually there's a whole this is coherent and I'm not going to take your bait because I feel centered with the like fully like outline that I have on the legal pad, like mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the legal pad in my apartment. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I relate to that. Oh my God. It makes me feel really <laughs> good that you relate to that because yeah. I have felt so crazy Sometimes, this week. Oh, but I, also... I feel crazy. I feel crazy doing it. But if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. I also get distracted easily. So for me, it helps to write it down, like put pen to paper and say explicitly what I'm thinking and reread it and be like, if this, if I think this is true and I know this to be true, why am I still fucking with this person? Exactly. Yeah. Is there anyone, has there been anyone like that recently? Um. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some people is it still life. going on? No. Okay. But I have had a, a conversation recently where um, I was trying to like improve the situation because I felt like our dynamic was um, like uncomfortable. Mm. And um, I, I I did that like I prepared what I wanted to say and what I wanted to get out of the conversation ahead of time and like I did the best that I could to advocate for myself and everything else was out of my control. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, I have found myself in that situation more often than um, maybe like the past like five years, like in the past year or two. Yeah. So it's been hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like um, at least in like the like romantic simping, <clears throat> like the universe where simping like you know yeah. exists. Um, do you feel like you you have an idea of what is there like something you're looking for like or an intention that you bring when yeah. you're like meeting people or yeah I don't know is there something you're looking for <laughs> it's something that I've reevaluated recently because I feel like I've met people recently that I feel like we hit it off and I kind of really miss the mark on what the connection actually is or what the situation is like mm. it's there's also been lack of communication and like a whole host of different things um, but I feel like I. I mean, maybe I'll go as far as say like exercise poor judgment um, mm. or just like ignored things that I knew were would be problems later on. Um, so I think that's caused me to and like the unraveling of those relationships has caused me to really ask myself that question, like, what am I looking for? And at the moment, I kind of go back and forth because I the the casual dating thing, I've done it for so long. Like I've been single for several years um, and I'm getting less and less value out of it. And it's actually like actively causing me pain. Yeah. Um, and so that's not working for me anymore. But also I don't have a lot of time to dedicate to a super serious relationship with doing comedy in the evening. So I've had to ask myself like what would be fair to another person. And yeah. I think I what I'm looking for is just like meaningful connection and authentic connection with someone. Mm -hmm. Um like emotional connection. And if we also want the same things, then I would be open to a relationship with that person. If not, then kind of not pursue a relationship. Um, otherwise, like casual sex, but not like 
not a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Not like casual, casual sex. And sometimes we go on dates like Mm-mm. we need we need to set the boundaries from the beginning yes. and we need to um, adhere to them because I don't want there to be ambiguity that causes like that's going to lead to hurt feelings. Yeah. Those gray area relationships are the ones that will like devastate you the most. Exactly. Um, that's what I. Yeah. I was like, oh, n- no. I, yeah. No. Gray. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. And that's, no, that's where I am now. And in fact, I've met a couple of people recently that. Me a year ago, I would have been like, oh, this is on. And now, me now, I'm like, I'm not pursuing this. Um, yeah. And like, Ooh, I'm, I'm that- interested, but I'm I'm not making any active pursuits. Um, and I'm open to it, but I'm going to – there are a few things that I've noticed that I'm like, I'm not going to ignore that this time. Like, I – yeah. Uh, that you can't it's what comes to mind just like being rude to servers or just like like abusing alcohol or like acting immature it's just stuff that i think i would used to say oh we're young or whatever and it's like we're not that young and Mm -mm. also it doesn't matter if you're young like learn how to behave yourself yeah or if you don't that's fine but i just don't want to be around that yeah um and i don't find it and mostly i don't find it attractive like i find it actively gives me the ick (laughs) which is probably a good thing yeah (laughs) that is i would say like listen to that yeah i think that's also just me maturing yeah oh my god do you i mean are you someone who like does i feel like a I'm trying to figure out like a question, a consistent question to like ask every guest on this podcast. I haven't really gotten to it yet, but I feel like one thing I always want to know from people is like, are you someone who like does emotion homework? And it sounds like you journal. Yeah. So that sounds like the answer is yes. But I'm curious if like like an intentional like, okay, I want to grow. I want to like figure myself out. Who am I? What do Mm -hmm. I believe? Like, are are you? Yeah. Is that like on your radar? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, I do. Yeah, I journal every morning. Um, and that definitely keeps me acutely aware of like my emotional and mental state and like what my goals are and what I'm doing to achieve those goals, both like professionally, personally, romantically, what mm-hmm. have you. Um, and then if I really have a lot on my mind or really have something I need to work through, then I will. I have a separate notebook besides my morning pages notebook that I will go into to like work that out. And that's I'll go to that if I'm going to have a difficult conversation, I'll write in that or if I just like have a lot of feelings and I need to get them out. I, I don't use that one as often because I feel like the morning pages typically suffice. Yeah, but that's the – it's the like let's get <clears> into <throat> it notebook. Yes, that's like bringing out the big guns. Okay. And I don't I love read it. back what I write in there because it's so intense and it's so – Oh, I re- – okay. I I don't typically – morning pages, they, they I don't really read them back either. But um, if I flip back, it's not as heavy. Whereas yeah. like I'm really at the core of like – it's it can be kind of devastating to go back and read the pages of the black notebook. So oh my I don't god! Do it. No, it it absolutely is. I don't know if I've told you about my my trauma detective board. I have heard, yes. Okay, and I, I also saw, posted I saw, about I saw, it. Yes, yeah, 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 I yeah. saw photos of it. No, I want to come over and see it in real life. Um, like it's crazy. Yeah, like everything on it is like really bad. <laughs> yeah, there's I'm like sorry, I don't mean to laugh. No, but no, I think, I think but, the idea is ingenious. But I'm like, no, I I need to get it out of my head. Like yes. I need to see it all somewhere. I'm, I'm the I'm the same way. Not with trauma, but like um. I'm I'm the same. I'm like I need to yeah. see. I I need to work it out by like getting it out of my brain and getting it onto paper. Mm-hmm. It also kind of validates the feelings because it's like I wrote it down, so it has to be true. Yeah, and like it's this real. this paper is going to like paper's sustain. real. Paper's Therefore, real. So are my feelings. <laughs> so um, so are my feelings exactly. Yeah, but um, I have like a journal entry that's like from like my fourth grade journal, like posted on it. That's like devastating oh my god and i i didn't realize like i only i just reread it like when i was like posting i was like oh my god i forgot what's this entry and it's like 
I then like did a, like mushrooms a week later and yeah. I was like, we need to visit. We need to revisit <laughs> that entry like that. 11 year old Danielle was holding so oh, much no. pain. Like oh I really need to like, I love to process through humor, but yeah. I also need to make sure that I'm like <laughs> not making light of like when your parents call the cops on each other. Like oh it's you, you process it, yeah. you know, like really take it seriously. But having it on there is like ma making me do that. Yeah. And it's it's very heavy and it's very but I'm just like I need to I my like belief is just like I I need to live a life where like I face that shit yeah, cuz exactly. if I don't I'm just If gonna, you press it down it's just going to come up in in opportune times you, and then you, you won't you won't know how to you handle can't it. avoid it yeah, like you exactly. are doing it's unkind to yourself yeah. to not to to try and avoid pain at all costs yeah it was also just not realistic like pain is a part of the human experience yeah and if you don't deal with it you're just it's irresponsible yeah i think but i like i think i used to and i certainly know a lot of people who like truly believe that they can like out logic their emotions oh, like sure if they can just kind of get it all on paper and like oh i have an awareness of like what's going on in my life yeah. therefore i'm above it yeah and it doesn't actually hurt like i yeah, think i can does. fall i think i can fall prey to that a little me bit. too and especially in the in this past year like i've just been feeling like sad and more depressed than usual and i think i'm like well i'm journaling a lot like i exercise like i feel like i have healthy relationships i am being proactive in pursuing healthy relationships and then i still feel sad i'm like what's going on it's like some things are outside of your control and you just need to feel sad and and experience those feelings and get through them it's not mm -hmm. always going to feel like this but it yeah. does now so just feel the feelings yeah and just you don't have to justify it. Exactly. And it's it's just a part of the human experience. Everyone's mm -hmm. going to go through it at some point. You're going through it now. Mm -hmm. You're going to be fine. Just And so then I'll just like, I don't know, like cry. Like I, I have a joke that I do now. It's like I'm crying all the time. I love, I'm crying all the time. And it's just it's my new norm. And it's not going to be like this forever. Um, but like it is now. Are things, are you like, are, are do you have like easy triggers lately? Like, are you just quick to cry? Or? Um, yeah. Some, like if I see people that I used to like be in relationships with, that can be a trigger for sure. Mm. Um, or like finding out information about them through like other friends, then that is certainly a trigger. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Were, were you a person like, did you have, like, boyfriends in middle school no. and high school? Mm -mm. Well, I went to an all-girls high school, uh -huh. and my middle school was really small. Um, so, no. no. I mean, I had a boyfriend senior year of high school, and he was closeted, and we, like, kissed, like, twice. Um, <laughs> and My friend had a relationship. Yeah, and now we're, like, very, we're very good friends. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, no really romantic experience. Not even, like, through college. Like, um, yeah, what's – have has there been, like, a – what's felt like an adult relationship that's the thing not not really so yeah. i've i've had one boyfriend since my gay closeted um high school boyfriend and that was in 2017 so it's been like six years it's been a while. and i was 22 so mm -hmm. like a completely different person and um and it was like a relatively serious relationship but it was only six months yeah and um but th that was like an adult relationship. Yeah. Like we talked about the future together and yeah. we like intertwined our lives and stuff. But since then, no, I mean, I've certainly dated. I've dated a lot of people since then and like had have had all sorts of different relationships, casual, not casual, in between everything. Mm -hmm. um, but not like a, I've not called some of my boyfriends since yeah. then. Yeah. Um, oh my God, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, 
I'm oh God, really bearing all. Fart, brain fart. What was I? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, like, what what were you like at 22? <laughs> like, have you changed? What is, I don't know. Can yeah. you chart, like, what some things that have changed? Well, at 22, I wasn't doing comedy, and I didn't know that I wanted to do that. Like, I Did just, you know you were funny? No. I don't think so. Um, I didn't know I was funny until, like, maybe a couple years after. Mm -hmm. I guess I was always, like, the one goofing off with my family, but I guess I just thought that, like, I was a goofy yeah. one. And my mom will be goofy, too. Um, but I didn't start doing comedy until I met this guy who we're now friends, and he, the night we met, he was like big into improv and stuff and now he lives in LA. Um, but he was like, you should try stand up and like just write down what you say when people laugh and just say it on stage. Um, and so I didn't do, that was in 2019. So, mm. uh, but at 22, I was, I just graduated college and I had been like relatively sheltered my entire life and I just wanted independence and to create my own experiences and figure out like what I wanted and who I was. And um, I met this guy through a coworker maybe like six months into living in the city and we started dating. Um, and I look back on that relationship and I'm like, I really didn't, I, we never, I, I, but I'm like, I really didn't love him. And like, it was not, we were not compatible, but it was, it was a good like first adult sure. relationship and he was very sweet and kind and it was like a good relationship until it wasn't. But um, yeah. I think I was just like, oh, this person is interested in me. He is like good looking. He has a good job and like, he likes me. Like, Checks He's a lot my of, boyfriend. Yeah. I never I never really was like, but do you like him? I mean, I did like him, but you weren't inspired. No. I I didn't really he's not someone I would ever date now. And there's no way he's ever gonna listen to this. Like yeah. I don't even know where he lives. But um I was just kind of like more concerned with what people expected of me and what yeah. was kind of the norm rather than thinking about what I wanted and what was gonna make me. Oh my happy. god. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, were were you I don't know, how how have you gotten to a place of like doing what like doing what you want for yourself? Like I think the especially for people who like don't grow up like a comedy nerd mm -hmm. or like oh Yeah, that was I not was, me at all. Yeah. Still still it makes people be like, oh, so and so mentioned a famous comedian. I have no idea who Do you consume much comedy? Um, not much outside of the shows and mics that we go to, mm. with some exceptions. But um I listen to some comedy podcasts, like the ones that kind of the three that I listen to on a regular basis. But um what do you listen to? Like Poog, um, Seek Treatment and Stradio Lab and Lost Culturistas. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like the the big the yeah. big four. Um yeah. but yeah, like people were like, Oh, I grew up listening to Norm McDonald albums and I'm like, I did not. Not me. No. Yeah. Um that was not in my orbit whatsoever. Yeah. So um I forget your original question. Um well but now I'm just I'm kind of curious about because like stand up, it's like I have stuff to say, you know, and yeah. like and I I'm saying it and <laughs> here we are and like <laughs> Freaking laugh, you guys. <laughs> like, it's so, I don't know. Like, you could literally say those words on stage and make me laugh. <laughs> I don't even remember what it. I just said. <laughs> what did I just say? This is stand up and I have stuff to say. I got stuff so to laugh. say. I do. I really do. But I, I wonder, I, I, different, different stand up comedians like have different energies. Like, for some people, it's like, this is a craft. Set yeah. up punchline mm -hmm. and like wow word economy and like they're just very focused on the yeah. like 
analytical, like what a perfect joke. Mm -hmm. And then some people are like, ah, this, pee -pee -poo -poo -poo. this piece of shit <laughs> happened today. Oh, poo poo. Exactly. Like, okay, but you saying poo poo is so funny. I, I also, that is also true. Like, I do love saying poo poo. <laughs> pee pee poo poo. Tommy Bear has an amazing joke. <laughs> I don't totally remember it, but it's like, you ever uh, poo poo out of the asshole with pee pee out of the eyes? Like, <laughs> And he just repeats it over and over again. And it's just, oh, so good. That's so good. But yeah, I feel like some people are like, I'm a piece of shit. And uh, can you believe this happened? And yeah, this is like yeah, anger. Yeah. But it doesn't, I'm sh yes, they're an artist and whatever. But, you know, there's some people they're who are in like, the like it. the like John Mulaney school sure. of thought. That's like, I'm test tube comedy. And yeah. then there's like, ulti, like, <laughs> is it even a joke? Right, and it's right, like, right. okay, well, that's the whole thing. But um. I, yeah, I wonder like what you feel like you get out of stand out of comedy. Um, I like to make people laugh. I always have, and I like having a creative. I mean, life is so funny and like so ridiculous. It's just like batshit crazy, and it's crazy to not point out how ridiculous it is. And so I like the opportunity to do that. I like to be able to do it in a funny way. I like to be silly and goofy. Like I definitely fall prey to the kind of verbose like test tube comedy. Like I, I consider myself a writer. So I, I definitely lean more toward that end of the spectrum. But also I think it's really funny to write really stupid jokes and just be really silly and have that do just as well, if not better on stage. So yeah. I like I like both ends of it. I like to kind of point out the universal like truths of life while also just like acting like an idiot and yeah. just making people laugh and I being know. so stupid on stage. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is like way less hard than like, I don't like, <laughs> frankly, like being an activist, like yeah. doing something where yeah. the stakes like, are I'd much real. I'd rather go to an open mic at oh my God. bar. <laughs> I just want to yell. Like, just someone let me yell. I don't want it to have to like anything be riding on right. this other than like stuff for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, but do you... are? Do you have other, do you have creative like other creative channels or not really? You, and that's probably something that I would definitely benefit from that. But I don't I don't really I, have the I time mean, at the I don't moment. No, like yeah, I I will say the past couple of months I've been playing soccer and it's not a creative channel, Ooh. but it's, it's I want outlet. is it comedy soccer? I want to it come is watch. comedy soccer. I want to come. It watch. is comedy soccer. It's I, so, I can't do that's sports, why I'm covered but I, in bruises. Oh I mean, um. It's so well. I also grew up playing soccer and grew up playing sports uh, and played soccer pretty competitively. So it's it's been so fun whoa. to like reconnect with that part of myself. When um, did you stop playing soccer? In college, like you got to college and weren't playing. Anymore. Yeah, I tried out for the club team and didn't. The club team in my college was super competitive. Whoa. Um, and I didn't really do intramural mural until senior year. In senior, it wasn't like intense yeah. at all. Wait, um, what was that? Were you like hoping or expecting to get on the the club team? No. I didn't I don't think I even really wanted to. I just wanted to try out to like meet people and just just to see like yeah. what it was all about. Um, but no, I don't think that I I wanted to because they traveled almost just as much as the varsity team did. And I wanted like a regular college experience. I didn't want like a very intense. Yeah. Athletics. This schedule. whole other side hustle yeah. like in college. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's been nice to just again, just do something for the sake of having fun, mm -hmm. not have it be goal-oriented or be like, yeah. oh, I should write a joke about that. Just be like, I want to go run around with my friends, play a game that I love. I think it's so exciting. I think <laughs> I we we joke around this like I'm in love with a beautiful game, but I think it can be really beautiful. And um so How that's so? that's been a real just like the plays that you put together and the way you can communicate non-verbally and mm -hmm. just um support each other. And 
it's just that's exciting. Really it's really, it's fun. Um, and that's been a really good outlet for me. And we like joke around and like are very silly um, when we play. So that's, it's it's an outlet in a different sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's also you like, no, this is fun. And yeah. I, it's good for my spirit. Yeah. And it's good for my body. I mean, it's bad for my, I usually see me walking out of there. I'm f- fucking limping. It's just like, <laughs> I get in the bath immediately after every single time. It's like my body's, I'm just aging, but. Um. Oh my God. I'm so, <laughs> I want to take a bath. My bathtub, like the drain, it like won't water won't pile up like it I had close. to get like a silicone cover for mine mm, and okay. it, it will kind of suction to the tub okay I gotta get that yeah because my tub is the same way it's old I gotta get that yeah, I just gotta I wanna take a freaking bath gotta take a bath I want, it feels so in there. luxurious light some of these candles yeah. yeah you know what else I wanna I've been thinking of I wanna like do like nails. I've gotten into nails the past oh couple years. So just as something like for myself. Yeah. Actually, yesterday I had on some press ons, but they started to pop off, and so I I took them off. Um, but yeah, I used to I used to like do my own gel nails, but the lamp kind of damaged my nails. Mm. But I I do like to have them done just because I spend a lot of time at the computer, and it's nice to look down and yeah, see like and be like nice... oh, I'm beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm a beautiful, beautiful woman. <laughs> look at my elegant hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at my well kept hands. Well, it's also just a reminder to like do things for your own well being as a person. Yeah, not like work all the time. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, that's. I've just been feeling like that's a fun thing. Like it is fun. I just wanna, I want my hands to feel pretty. Exactly, (laughs) and it's fun to like go to the drugstore and pick out a beautiful, fun color. And yeah, yeah, I completely agree. That's what I'm into right now. Yeah, I mean, not yet. You can see, but I, I can't even see. I want to go like you know, clickety clack. Yeah. Well, I can't do length really because then i have a bunch of typos in my phone mm-hmm. i can't really text with it but i can do i can do like a little bit longer than this yeah i want to do the, like the girls minimal, with the really long no, there are video me. you see tiktok videos of them like they drop a credit card in the ground they can't pick it up i how do you how literally do you how do you wipe your ass I don't like know. how no, do it's you... a good question it's I, not sanitary i just don't i want to put a black light to those nails oh my god i, mean, I wonder if they like wrap toilet paper around like all around i don't sure, know sure i don't know. Red thread. no mm-hmm. i'm thinking like barely longer than my nails like yeah. almond kind of shape yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i um i was skeptical about the press-ons but i've been happy with them because then you get the length and the color and they last without the trouble of having to do it yourself it takes like five minutes to oh my gosh on. cool yeah. okay will Use follow my discount up. code no i'm just kidding will follow <laughs> now i'm just an influencer <laughs> <laughs> promo code claire yeah oh my god whoa yeah are are you do you feel like you're where do you live socially like are, is do you feel like comedy is like you've kind of built like a support network mm-hmm. in comedy do are you do you have like your rider dies outside of that world. Mm-hmm. This is a conversation I've been having a lot recently, and it's something I think about constantly um, because I find it very hard to maintain strong, healthy friendships that you invest in outside of comedy. Um, Where you're like seeing people. And- right. But it's also like very important, I think. Um, it's like <laughs> the only thing that can keep a person sane. Um, but it's it's really hard but I do try to be very proactive about doing that. So, and and only recently, like in the last year, would I say I I feel like I've really developed authentic, genuine, like true friendships in comedy where mm. like I'm going through something serious. Like I've been like so upset recently and like I can lean on so many people in comedy who know what I'm going through and genuinely care and like yeah. know me as a person and they're not just doing it to be nice. Like they are invested in my well-being. And that yeah. feels really amazing. Um, oh, good. So it's, it's, that's the thing about comedy. It's like it's been nice to build that community mm-hmm. and feel 
excited about those. It's nice to meet friends through a common interest. Mm -hmm. And then you're more naturally, more natural to like, it really is become friends and you have more in common. But that being said, I do, I do have a core group of girlfriends from, we weren't all friends in college, but we all went to college together and became close in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like my core group of friends outside of comedy. Um, And I do try to see them on a regular basis. In fact, we recently instituted every Saturday morning, we go to a diner that's pretty equidistant from all of our apartments just to see each other because we were going like weeks and weeks without seeing each other. Yeah. Um, so I, I try to be proactive in doing that, but also m- maintaining time for myself too because if I yeah. don't have that, then I, I go absolutely crazy. Yeah, I just kind of registered at the end of like yesterday. I was like, oh, I need downtime. Yeah. I haven't made it for myself in a long time and it's like starting to catch up to me. Yeah, it was catching up to me and I took this past week off of work and I my two goals for the week were to write because I haven't really made time for writing recently and just catch up on rest and sleep like for myself just time to myself mm-hmm. um and i, I thought like i go? did a good job of both I, well it went i had time to do both um, and still like go to six flags yeah um so it was it was good but it's something that i have to consciously i have to be very conscious about it because otherwise it'll just like slip through my fingers yeah yeah i don't know if you feel this way but i i my needs are the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. Like the oh, first thing insane. for me. And I'm just me like, well, I can't keep living like that. Yeah. And I try, I've tried to veer away from that. Yeah. Um, Cause it's, then you, I feel like you lose your sense of self entirely if you're doing things, everything for everyone else. Yeah. Or just like, just not maintaining like integrity with like a standard for like how you want to take care of yourself yeah, and how exactly. you want to be taken care and of. And that's, it comes down to something as simple as doing your nails. It's like, yeah, no, doing my nails is more important than like going to this, the birthday party of someone that I don't even really know. It's yeah. like, I, I'm going to start prioritizing things for myself rather than things for the sake of doing them or just because everyone else is doing them. And I feel like the past six months I've been good about kind of having those boundaries, Yeah, but it's hard. Oh man. Do you have any do you have any plans come like travel plans coming up? Um I feel fun. like you're do you travel a lot? Um not like a ton. Um I don't know why I'm like I feel like Claire would like be in Greece. I I, would, like, I love Instagram. I love that that's my image. <laughs> um I would love to be in Greece at any time of year. Um I I went to France last year for yes. like, 10 days. I yes. did, I went for a wedding and then I have some friends who live there. So visited them and then one my best friend lives in London and so he came and to Paris with me. And then he actually went to Lyon. He didn't go to the wedding, but like he came to the town for the the event. Um, so I spent some time in France last year and then I'm going to Thailand in November, Whoa. which my friend and I have been talking about for years and we finally just booked it. Is this one of the college like um, um We know each girls? other from high, high school. <gasps> yeah. Oh um, my God, so he went to the the all boys school and okay. I went to all girls school and we became friends. How long have you like started planning the trip? Like, we you know just booked the gonna... tickets. We haven't <gasps> planned it at all. <laughs> and it's been on me. Like I, I've been so busy that I've yeah. been putting it off. We have some time to make Oh, plans, 100%. But, um, are you but, going for a while? Like how long are you going to we're going for like almost two weeks. Yeah. It's it's maybe like a le- I think it's twelve days with travel. So actually, I think we're only going to be there for like ten okay. days. My roommate just went to Thailand solo. Where did they go? Um, I really couldn't tell you. Yeah. like offhand. Like yeah. I and I don't even. Yeah, I can I can ask her for sure. Okay, but yeah, um, I might ask for some tips. Yeah, she she's just like a she's such a badass. Yeah, like she'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to Thailand. I'm like, okay. My my friend also went alone. He had been before, but um, that's 
I've never been to Asia, so I don't think that's like a trip that I would want to do alone for my first time. Yeah. Um, but I I do enjoy traveling. I just haven't done it much like with the pandemic. And also at this, like I think we're relatively close in age. Like a lot of my uh, I know a lot of people getting married, so a lot of my time and money goes to attending their, their weddings. Their milestones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this year the weddings are in like cool places. Two of them are in my college hometown. And then another one is in DC, which is like easy to get to. Yeah. I'll see my sister. So do you enjoy do you enjoy weddings i do enjoy weddings i enjoy them less and less because the more i go to the more i'm like it's all it's all the same not it's not all the same but like i haven't been to very many weddings of like close close friends um and what are the weddings you you're going to? a lot of cousins so i have a lot okay. of cousins and i'm on the younger side on my mom's side so they're all older than me so like in the past six years i think oh, we've had wow. like eight weddings oh my goodness okay uh, and the most of them are in texas they've all been in texas except for my sisters who her wedding was in georgia okay so had to travel for every single one um and then like family friends and then some friends from college and then some some weddings i get invited to i just don't go to because i'm like it's too much yeah because um, I, I was invited to seven last year and i i went to Whew. i went to four that's a lot yeah but this year it's um three friends from college wow yeah Oh man. Yeah. I've been a bridesmaid many times. I've been I I've been not that many. How many have you been? I don't even I lost <laughs> count. Like I stopped. I just saw the life like <laughs> drain from the your life eyes. drain out of my eyes. <laughs> and it's like so sad because it's like I love these friends. I know, but it's I'm hard. just like I don't it's hard. Oh man. It's it's like work and it's so much yeah. money to ask of someone and it's I've I've it's I find it such a strange I mean, I think the whole wedding industrial complex is very strange and very antiquated and Oh yeah. Um but the the bridesmaid thing especially it's like, the bridesmaid, let me like, rank my friends. And also like let me fucking wear what I want. Yeah. I know that sounds so dumb, but it's like no, but I'm it, just wallpaper. You I know just what I, mean? I have it. Also, everyone's body type is so starkly like, different. No, it's so it's crazy. Yeah, I was I was on a I was in a wedding and the dress with tailoring was four hundred dollars. That's not sustainable. And <laughs> it's just it's it's, cra it's crazy. It's a crazy thing to ask yeah. people. It's a crazy way to live. And two yeah. of my friends are getting married in two weeks. Um, it's going to be a beautiful gay wedding, and okay. they asked me to sing, and I was like. What an honor. What an honor. Like rather than like, hey, <laughs> will you wear, wear this dress? <laughs> dress that matches these other people? And um, that see, that's that's the way to do it. I'm officiating my friend's wedding in November, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bridesmaid thing I could I I could do without it. I was my sister. But I just want to say any of my friends, if you ever happen to listen to this, like I love you. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah of it's, course. It's of honor. course. Well, yeah, in some instances, well, whatever, but um, <laughs> No, it's it is a great honor and I think it is really momentous to stand next to someone while yeah. they're getting married. I think that's really beautiful, but um it's also like obscenely expensive and I think very excessive. Sometimes. Yeah, just like it feels like theater. Yeah, and also it's like why do I have to go on vacation with a bunch of women I've never met before? <laughs> you know, it's just that's not normal. Can I tell you we unless, went to unless it's like an MTV reality TV show, like why are we doing that? I went to this friend's like bachelorette weekend yeah. last weekend and it was amazing. Where was which it? is which is like not usually how those things go. Yeah. Um in the Berkshires. Oh, and that's nice. She loves Amtrak and that was the theme. Like that's Wait, her best I saw friend. your Instagram story. <laughs> we all had to wear Amtrak hats. It was so that's, funny. That's really fun. It was so funny. Yeah. And we went to this uh, this um this place like for dinner one night that was kind of like 
one like her childhood best friend who planned it like kind of found it on the internet and was like, let's go here. Mm -hmm. Like, hopefully it'll be good. And it was the most amazing place oh I've ever God. been to. I'm like, I'm recording an album. Now. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that is a place where I'm like, oh, I feel connected to this place now. Well, and, and it was so special. Also like a place like that, expectations aren't super high. You're not like yeah. going to Vegas. You're not yeah, yeah, yeah. going yeah. to the club. Like you're just there to have quality time. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're more likely to have fun in that, in that situation. It was, it was um, beautiful. Wow. And yeah. where is the where is the wedding where you're going to be singing? Um, Northampton, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that? No, you're from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be nice. Are, you're from Virginia? My dad was in the military, so we moved around. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was, I was born in France, and then we moved back to the States, and we lived in Dallas, and then Georgia, and then Charlottesville, Virginia, for six years, and then moved to DC. What? What? What's? What military? Like what? He was what in the army. Do? Well, yeah, he, he was. He was. Um, and I like don't know. I'm like, wait, yeah, military. One time, that's one time the I googled army. my dad what? to like look up what he was doing because I was like, it's too late. Because you have that joke him. about like my dad like, going, going to, to Afghanistan. Afghanistan. <laughs> I know he did do that in 2016. Like, oh my god, fucking freak! No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> support our troops, but anyway, um. He was a so he's an he, my both my parents were lawyers and so he was a judge advocate general like a jag so he's an mm. army lawyer so he was, a jag. He was, he was we never, learned about that in law school he was never like in combat he's not a combat guy until 2016 and he was like I'm being deployed and we were like what? we we're like no one's doing that anymore like, <laughs> no one does anymore we're like that's done like it's been I, done to I death remember, like his friends were being deployed like out the ass yeah. when we were like after 9-11 and then he wasn't whatever um and then in 2016 i was like you were literally 15 years late to this oh my um, god but yeah he went he went to afghanistan twice once in 2016 for like a year and a half and then again in 2018 um yeah but he was he was a lawyer so it's not like he was like in the field all the time sure. he was like working in an office when i was growing up sure is there a place that feels like home for you? Yeah, no, no. Um, and that's that's such a strange part of my identity. Yeah, that um, I, I wish I think it would be nice to have that because like some people have a really strong group of friends from home, and I have a group of friends from high school, but we've drifted apart. And it's mm -hmm. different when you haven't known each other since kindergarten. Yeah, known each other since the middle of sixth grade, or like yeah. in some cases high school. Mm -hmm. Um, the roots aren't as deep, so. Um, yeah, that's, it's strange, but it's also nice because I, I don't tend to be a super sentimental person and I like to kind of keep things fresh. Um, and so it's nice to, I have some friends who their parents, they, they grew up in Northern Virginia, their parents still live there, they'll live there forever. So they feel like they have to be in the DC area mm. to be with, near their family and the nature of my family. We've never really had those super deep roots. And so I don't feel obligated to like, I've always had autonomy where I could be. And when yeah. I graduated college, I never never felt pressure from my parents to be on the east coast or be wherever like my parents have always just been like do whatever you want go wherever you want to go they've always been very supportive of so i've in that sense it's been very nice and i think been very advantageous to asking myself the question like what do i want and what's going to make yeah. me happy um but then the downside is you you lack those really long-term um relationships and friendships which yeah, even i don't know just even like connecting with a place like truly yeah. like this past at that at this like house it was like an old house it used to be a brothel restaurant mm -hmm. now now restaurant music venue like i have not connected with a like physical place yeah. like that in recent memory and it was 
a feeling unlike anything else. Yeah. And I was like, because I don't feel that about my hometown. I don't feel connected at all. I feel actually- We're in Jersey. Um, Northern New Jersey, Englewood. Okay. okay. Just like a rich Jewish suburb. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I, I do, I envy people who have these like just deep roots with their hometown. Yeah. And I'm just like, not- that's not me. I, I feel the same. Um, and I think the place that I feel the most connected to or sentimental to is Charlottesville, Virginia, because that's where I grew up um, from kindergarten until through like the middle of sixth grade. Mm. So those are very formative years. And that's like yeah. your childhood, like where I learned to ride a bike and was on yeah, the swim team and yeah, that and sort reading. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then D.C., like we my family didn't really want to move to D.C. and it was like a hard time for us. And I didn't like D and I still don't really like D.C. And I mean, I had a great I made amazing friends once I got there and it was a good experience once I got there, but it was it was hard and the culture was much different than in Charlottesville. Um, and then I went back to Charlottesville for college. And mm. so um, in total, I lived there for 10 years and that's the, so that's the place that I, I consider like where I grew up, Yeah, but it's not been home since we left in 2005. And, and, yeah. and so for a while it was DC because my parents had the house where I like went to high school and, and stuff and they sold that house in 2020 and moved to New York. So that where in New York, they're in Manhattan. They're oh in my financial God. District. Yeah. And so now, especially with them not living in that house, I'm like, oh, I really don't have roots or like a sense of home and yeah. and I go to back to DC less and less and when I go back I'm like I don't remember how to get from yeah. my house to like the grocery store like I don't remember yeah, the yeah, streets yeah. and that's scary and that's sad to kind of lose that yeah um, that that memory can I ask what it's like having your parents in like in New York City yeah it's it's nice like it's I definitely recognize that it's a luxury and it's such a blessing to be able to I, see for, that I know for some people it's like please stay away well I I was excited when I first found out, but also it can be hard because I, I feel like I have such limited time and I have to like schedule them yeah. very specific times to hang out. And I don't want them to feel like I'm just like scheduling them like I am an open mic. I, yeah, I want it to be yeah. quality time, but I also I am limited in my time. And I also lived here for four years before they moved here. And mm -hmm. so I had kind of my own life going on. And as someone in I was in my mid 20s when they moved, it's like it's not easy to integrate like your late 50 year old parents into your life as a mid 20 New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and, and they want to come see my stand up. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I can't explain it. I can't yeah. say anything else, but you don't. <laughs> and, but I told them they were so persistent about it, which I shouldn't be complaining. They're supportive and they're excited for me. And it's, again, it's a blessing, but um, they, so I told them, I was like, you, fine you can come but i'm not going to censor anything and what i'm going to say i'm going to say so i kind of like warned them and you know they heard some stuff whatever so they 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 know what's up um but wait so ha have they heard have they heard you yeah what what was and that they don't like? they don't react they don't like make comments they're just like you did great we loved it we love the show like they're super supportive they don't ask any follow-up questions that's which is up. but but honestly <laughs> i prefer because we grew oh up that's in, amazing we grew up in a household that was like we were not talking about like sex or relationships or anything like and it's it's not led to like a very healthy like personal relationship as an adult. But anyway, um, but in that sense, like sometimes I I want more separation than they want for mm -hmm. like my personal life and my professional life. They they just want to know everything, and I'm like, yeah, some things are private. Yeah, um, no, you want some boundaries. So it's it can be hard. Um, and I think they want to see me more than I want to see them, just because I'm like. I don't know, re parent relationships with parents. Now the roller coasters are getting to me. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> no, the relationships with parents are complicated. Yeah. And 
sometimes you need more space, but I'm also like, they're getting older and I'm going to resent, I'm going to regret like not spending this time with them if I don't. Um, so sometimes if I'm like, I'm busy and I go to an open mic instead of going to their apartment for dinner, I'm like, I'm an asshole. Like that's <laughs> horrible. Um, so I, I try to see them like three times a month, which is a lot. That's a lot. So that's fine. I mean, that's great. It sounds like you have a solid relationship with them. We we do. Yeah. I mean, it definitely could be better. Um, I think they think it's great. And I'm like, I see you areas just, where it can be yeah. better. And we just like, we don't go all that deep. Like we skate over a lot. We don't, we don't acknowledge what we don't talk about a lot. And I just think that's strange. Um, yeah. So can you say more about that? Like about like personal, like they never ask about my dating or anything. Like we never talk about, it. I don't feel comfortable talking to them about it. Um, like politics, we tend to not talk about and um, like social beliefs and that sort of thing. Like religion, mm. we don't talk about. Do you, do you guys differ in, yes. in your opinions on yeah. all of those things? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we, we talked about it more in like 2020 when these subjects were more at the the top of mind. Of when everyone. shit was hitting fans. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. And they had just moved to New York and they were like, oh my God, like all these riots and shit. And so we had a lot of conversations about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we differ and um, they're also just not, my mom is better, but my dad is like not very good with confrontation and mm. shocker vulnerability. And so yeah. it's. Um, what, a military guy? I, or Yeah, or just like a dad who was born in the 60s. Um, so it doesn't make those conversations super. Sometimes having those conversations or initi initiating them can do more harm than good. And sometimes so, you just have to like pick your battles. So hard. It is really hard. Like it is really hard. And it makes me question like, God, do I want to be a parent? Cause do I want to subject someone to that? Like I'm not gonna be immune from from that. I'm gonna do the same thing if I'm a parent. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Do you think about parenthood much? Um, yeah, I do. And I used to think that I definitely wanted kids. And now I question it um more what has what's changed i mean just like the the air quality two days ago yeah. was it's just it's like we're destroying the earth quickly um and i think it's gonna be not to be overly cynical no, but i think i think it's like a lot worse than we are able to admit to ourselves um and i don't know there's i don't know there's a lot of like pain and difficulty in life and personhood yeah, and you and, can't and, protect your child yeah that. and like to bring someone into like a capitalist society and being like i'm gonna give you life just so you can work your life away not not that i'm not grateful for my life of course i am but i don't know and also just like i don't know if i'll even have the resources like if i want to be a comic like am i i'm gonna have a kid in new york i don't know about yeah that. so i think i think i would feel differently if i was in love and in a stable partnership and we talked about it and had a plan yeah but with where i am now i'm just like it sounds so unrealistic yeah. that i can't see it happening yeah but but i can see in like five years me thinking differently. like reevaluating yeah. yeah i think it depends on like um a partner yeah i i used to think that too i think I'm, i've changed my tune a little bit yeah um but I always wonder, like, if any anytime I download a dating app, which is like, it stays on my phone for like three days, and then I'm like, get off, yeah. here. and then I'm like, no, okay, I'll do it again. Yeah. Um, but I always, I've been trying to be more thoughtful about like who you match with. Like, if people are like, you know, do doesn't have kids, wants them, doesn't yeah. have kids, like, open to it. Like, I'm just trying to steer clear of that. I'm like, no, I think this is actually like a fundamental. You think thing. you don't want kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I, why, I, what brought you to that conclusion? I'm always curious to have these conversations because yeah. now some of my friends are freezing their eggs and my sister is, she's like, you need, you should freeze your eggs or you should think about freezing your eggs. And I'm like, I'm literally 19. Like I have to go to an open mic. Like what are you talking about? But I know. So I'm yeah, just, for, it is, it is a, a thought process that I'm. Yeah. For, for the, for the fertility like timeline is very real. Yeah. And I don't want to go through how old are you? That kind right of now? 32. Okay. Um, I got some time to still yeah. like see if we could do it, you know, yeah. the old fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, I don't feel this void in my life that yeah. like a child, like I don't feel, oh, I want a baby. Like I that, feel the same. And I, and I, and I think, think I thought that I would feel that. Yeah. And I, don't. <laughs> and I, I feel very maternal. Like I feel yeah. very confident in my like maternal ability. I feel that too. Whenever I'm around you, I'm like, you're, yeah. It's a little too much. People are like, okay, mom. And I'm no, just I'm like, literally, oh. I feel, I feel so safe with you. Oh my God. That's literally my dream. That's all I yeah, want people it's, to feel. It's, I've always felt so at home and so safe with oh you. Oh my God. Truly, yeah. like my ego is, <laughs> has a boner. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm it's a I'm not unique like I'm one of these kids who it's like oh emotionally unavailable parents I had to parent my parents mm -hmm. so I, I I feel like I was yeah I feel like I have parented yeah um and I don't want to do more well, of it I want to do it for myself for yourself yeah, yeah exactly and I I really that feels like the most loving thing to do for myself yeah I think I I think I have the wherewithal to be a good parent and mm -hmm. I know I could like I could do it different I won't get a crazy messy divorce like my parents mm -hmm. did like yeah but. I don't, I'm not like, I I want to be like, an, I want to be an art. I want to be an artist. I want to be well, creative. That's, that's like, the thing. I really want to give that to myself. Yeah. I really want to explore that. Right. And I don't, I don't want to take on the enormous responsibility of another human life. Yeah. I just, I think, I think I should take parenthood really seriously. Yeah. And if I'm like, I don't know, well then no. That I'm kind of of the same mindset and especially with pursuing art, I'm like, I, my What's caused me to really rethink whether or not I want kids is um, my fear is that I would have a kid or two and then not have time for myself or creative pursuits or outlets yeah. and would resent the kid because of it. Exactly. And that I would it's just that's it would heartbreaking. Be so un, it would be so unfair to them. It'd be unfair yeah. to me. And and I, I, I want to say, like, I don't think it is. I don't think having children and being artists that those are mutually exclusive. No, of course I not. Don't. People but, do it all the but time. Yeah, but considering, like, I'm not interested in parenting alone. Yeah. I've never I'm, been yeah, interested in that. I'm the same. Um, and I'm not, and I certainly don't have the resources. Yeah. Like, I literally can't afford it. So yeah. it's, like, not. Yeah. It's it not doesn't even an, feel, it's not enough. <laughs> it doesn't feel plausible. It's not yeah. really on the table. Yeah. Um, and, right, so it's it's more like all of those logistical factors, like, don't line up and I don't want it like spiritually bad enough yeah. to be like I'm gonna figure out how to that's make it work of, that's kind of where I am I'm uh, it's not that I like resent kids in it because some people are like I hate kids no, whoever I, I, like, I like love kids babies. I like kids I, I love being in my friends kids lives yeah no I think I think I that they can it. be great there are a lot of work and they can be terrors sometimes but so can so we're adults um adults are literal terrorists yeah uh, yeah literally um but my thing is, yeah, the logistics don't quite make sense in the way that I'm structuring my life. It, that doesn't really lend itself to the traditional family life. Not to say that I can't have it, but I, I don't see it happening in the next like, Yeah. I And I'm not – it's not a priority for yeah, me. Yeah, no, this is really what I should me. say. Like I don't yeah. want to close myself off to anything, but – and I'm always like, okay, I, I want to be a godmother to like all of my friends' children. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, You'd be okay, like if any of you guys die, like yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take totally yeah, take yeah, your yeah. kid. Like yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Please like don't die. But, 
Um, oh my god, I feel like I was born to like be an aunt. Or, yeah, like, be a godmother. I, you, you give that energy in such oh a. Oh my god, I want to be a, everyone's godmother. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you asked me like what what I try to attract and what I'm looking for in terms of a relationship. What are you looking for? Can I ask that or do you yeah. ask questions here? How <laughs> fucking dare you? Please see yourself out. <laughs> I, I hang my head and you I walk literally out. Literally kill yourself. Okay. Um, Please don't do that. Um, I, I think I've come to the like very earnest realization like, oh, I think I'm actually capable of very – of a lot of emotional depth and mm -hmm. like very strong intimacy. Like I, it sounds hard, but I would like really like to work like to build that with with a with a buddy mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have a to buddy. look that's kind of how i feel like i yeah. it doesn't Sorry, have I to look to no no but you can it's kind of funny <laughs> like just yeah i want a buddy like yeah. i want a person where it's like yeah you want a life partner i do like i i know who i'm gonna like build traditions yeah. and like do holidays with like yeah. we get to like be adventurous and go on trips together like yeah. we integrate and like just really care for each other because I know I can care for someone sure. and I really want to be cared for. Yeah. And I, so I think like a, yeah, I don't know, like long-term like intimacy and companionship, that sounds rad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds, and that I- sounds spiritually and emotionally fulfilling. Yeah. And to have that support from someone. I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm I'm actually, I'm ready for that. Yeah. I'm, and I th think I, yeah, I, I just, I want a lot yeah. from a person. But I'm also like, I want to give a lot. Right. Um, That's a beautiful place to be. Yeah, I don't feel afraid of like commitment. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like, I don't know, is there something better out there? Like I'm, yeah, I've realized like I am, I will always choose like being like solitude over mm -hmm. feeling lonely in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, I'm the same. I mean, that's why I haven't been in a relationship for yeah. six years. It's because I... Not only am I so comfortable being by myself, but I actively enjoy it. And so if there's if a relationship is not better than my own company, then I won't. Yeah. And that that took me a really long time yeah. to like figure See, out. Yeah, I've always been like that and I don't know why. Well, I I wonder if I've been like that but didn't like know it. Like because I've did never you have really a lot of been... romantic relationships no, growing up. None. No game. I had zero <laughs> game. <laughs> And like, I like to blame it on like, oh, grew you're up Orthodox. Orthodox. Yeah, but like all my friends managed to like <laughs> make out with boys like at the basketball game. And yeah. I was like, how? First of all, they said it's not allowed. Okay? <laughs> and also literally how? And yeah. also like, how do you know how to kiss someone? Like right. someone explain it to me. Right, right, right. Um, I could like never figure it out. And I just felt like no one's picking me. And I was so afraid of rejection that yeah. I just was like, um, I'll just kind of like be here. I'll just friend zone myself. Right. Um and just then was a really late bloomer. Like yeah, I was twenty four when I like first anything, yeah. first kiss for like everything. Yeah. Um and so I've just had this like odd pacing of like uh, growing mm -hmm. like sexually, just emotionally. So I, I feel a little bit. I don't know if it's that I'm stunted, but I I, I really needed to figure myself out before mm -hmm. I like felt comfortable enough really like going after a relationship yeah. but i think that's so healthy because i think a lot of people get into I relationships so at early ages and then they haven't done that self-realization oh and then they're 100%. in like a six-year relationship and they're like oh shit this is not who i am or i don't know who i am and they have to yeah this person who i like wrote my legal brief about <laughs> they just got out of a nine-year relationship that's and even yeah. while they were in the relationship they were like 
coming to meet me at Mike's at 11 p.m. And I didn't know. They never mentioned they had a girlfriend. I was like, what the, where did you meet this person? Comedy, obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, a fucking shithead lawyer comedy. Yeah, it's so bad. But oh my I'm, God. I realized like, <laughs> oh my God, the first time you even mentioned that you were in a long-term committed relationship yeah. was when you broke up, telling me you had, you're going through a breakup. Yeah. Then I learned it's nine years. I'm like, Oh, and, uh, you got into a relationship right out of college and you yeah. have not looked inward once. Right, exactly. That is terrifying. That is terrifying. And I don't even want to be in the orbit of someone who is no. doing that. Like, it's, no, no, no. It's so counter to like the way I think and the way I live my life. I'm just like, I, you're on your own journey and I can't be a part of the bit at all. Yeah. It's going to be a big fucking mess and you're going to hurt a lot of people. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm projecting the, that you have the capacity to grow. Like, I feel like I see something <laughs> you, good in you. But, but you've given me no evidence that that is you've true. You've literally <laughs> given me no evidence. And also, like, no one's paying me to do that. Right, uh, right. Also, like, you don't want to waste your time. or en- It's not even time. It's, well, it's time. No, it's, it's also emotional it's, energy. It's emotional energy. I've noticed, like, I I've, I've have no emotional energy for any of that shit anymore. This I'm week, really like at my tank is yeah empty and I'm not gonna refill it. It's like I don't have the tolerance. Tolerant like you for gotta that. re. I I want to fill your tank if you want to fill mine. But sure. it's like but I, it needs to be reciprocal. It has to be reciprocal. And yeah. I I've been on autopilot of like oh well if I just sort of give immediately then I'll like of course surely I'll reap yeah. so yeah. And that's actually not how it works. That's that's what I mean when I say like in the past year I've been like I need to evaluate this person's actions. Yeah, just because I show them. Like affection and love. I'm and modeling care. amazing doesn't mean connection. That, doesn't mean that they are going to do the same. It doesn't mean no. that they even want to do the same. Mm-mm. So why why should I? And I think I was always like, oh well, this person they've shown interest in me. Like they they will do that. And it's like yeah. people will use you. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you're telling me I'm like so great and like so like, but oh, but oh, I'm a distraction from all the pain that you don't want right. to feel about that nine year relationship that, that, that you you're refusing to you acknowledge refuse or process, to like actually yeah. and you know actually metabolize. It's it's. And I think that's also why I just tend to be alone because I'm just like, it's so messy and painful to get wrapped up in that. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want to keep doing that. Um, Yeah. It's like not good for me. No, (laughs) no, it's like really not. I also had an experience like not romantically, but like where someone like really took advantage of me and like, like really crossed boundaries and just like treated me with like a lot of disrespect and just had a conversation with um, Lee, shout out Maxim, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, with Lee and with, um, with my roommate Lau and, you know, good friends pointing out to me, like, this isn't the first time that something like this has happened. I'm noticing like, yeah, you really give, like you, you can afford to guard your emotional generosity more. And I'm just like, word yeah. <laughs> okay I've, I've i gotta learned, learn how to do that i've learned to not expose myself so much and not give people the benefit of the doubt that until i they need to freaking stop doing same, that same same and now i i think i've learned but i yeah i had a friend be like why do you go after emotionally unavailable men and i was like oh i've never thought about, about it that way um and it's like yeah sometimes you need someone to point out like your own behavior yeah and your own mistakes and it can be brutal but it's ultimately they do it out of love but it's hard because it's like well i consider myself a good person and i think i'm caring and i want the i i, I always want to leave every situation like making the person feel better than yeah you than want when, make, you want people to feel good yeah i want people to feel good i want to have that impact on them and it 
it used to not occur to me that not everyone felt like that. And not to sound so naive, but I was just like, mm-hmm. why would someone show interest and of, exactly and, and, per, and exactly. actively and actively pursue me and try to make this happen if they were going to be uncaring and neglectful and and, and surely actively, they're available and if they're actively pursuing hurtful. right? It's 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 hard to reconcile those those actions with those intentions, mm-hmm. and then you come to the realization that these people aren't putting that much thought into it. They're just doing whatever they want. Oh my God. Incredible. In, with, Incredible to realize. With a very short, like not thinking about the future at all, not thinking about the impact of their actions. They're just at doing all. what feels good in the moment or they they don't think about it at all. Yeah. And no, there's no there's no way to like can't do that. Process or or understand those actions or those people. You just have to like let it let it go. Yeah. No, I wrote my brief, I filed it away and like I'm, yeah. Now I'm good. Is that something that you will reread? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I sent it to What a valuable. Do you know Salma Hindi? Yeah, I met her at your show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sent it to her. She like com like in the Google Doc, she like highlighted stuff and commented oh, you did all the it, way you through. did it on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, and she like basically like live tweeted it. That's and I was so- like, oh, "I love this." <laughs> this is so That's validating. so bad. It's so validating and to share She's that like, with- "Yes, roast him, yeah. queen." <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, but to, to share that with someone is so validating because sometimes I can be like, oh, I'm crazy and I'm crazy for feeling like this. And actually, like, they're completely right and whatever. And it's like, no, that's. She highlighted something. She was like, you're doing it. You're gaslighting yourself. Stop yeah. it. And yeah. I was like, I, I'll you. tell my friends when they're gaslighting themselves. And it, it drives me crazy. I'm like, why would you say that? Like, you know, that doesn't make any sense. You're just trying to validate Them. this person's treatment of you. Yeah. When that's not valid, actually. Mm-mm. In fact, it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard. It's really it's a lot of work. And I'm yeah. tired of I'm tired of doing the work. And that's why <laughs> this summer I'm just like going to six lives. And ultimately I'm really tired of doing it. And the I work. I'm, I literally am exhausted. Like I'm emotionally, I truly am emotionally exhausted. That's why I'm like, I, I want authentic connection and I'm open to a re- relationship, but I'm just like, right now I don't know if I can do that because I just need to like Or be actively hunting for no, it. You know I what I mean? Stopped like stopped doing no. that a long time ago. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, I I've had like a paradigm shift. Which I'm so grateful to my therapist, Connor, mm-hmm. who's like so hot and so gay. Wow. And sadly, he's graduating from his residency program and we have to break up. And oh my God. Tuesday's our last session and I'm really sad That's about dev- it. I'm so sorry. I know it is pretty devastating. But um, I've had this paradigm shift, um, you know, doing like emotional processing with this particular provider. And he his attitude is like just so like stoically curious mm-hmm. about all the shit that I say. Like I'll be like, and then I did this and he'll be like. I wonder why you did that. And I'm always like, are you like, are you just being say, shady? Just say your question. Say what your you, question. Like, tell me thinking? why I'm being stupid. Yeah, like, just yeah. say what I'm tell doing. Tell me why you think I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. Tell me why you think I'm clinically a dumb bitch. Because I'll I'll improve. I just, I need someone to, I need tell, to tell me. I need me. guidance, yeah. clearly. Yeah. Um, but like approaching my own patterns with like curiosity as mm-hmm. opposed to like, you stupid bitch. Like, I know. But being like, wait, why am I doing why that I thing doing that? where... He's definitely unavailable. And yeah. I'm still like, yeah, I'll come like help you unpack after you move into a what the fuck? But it's this psychological it, thing where they it comes from but the create is a scarcity. Sorry. Yeah. Scarcity. I'm yeah. like, well, he's the only person who talks to me. No one else is gonna talk to me. Right. So I gotta make it work. Like, first of all, that's so that's like cheating myself. Yeah. You know, but also, it's also not true. Yeah. And but just the the paradigm of like oh of of course I'm replaying a dynamic like yeah. it's f- it's familiar like it's sort of what I know like the the 
the framework I know how to operate in. Mm -hmm. I got to just like see that for what it is and just make the conscious choice to like step out of it mm -hmm. and be like, oh, that that is a pattern or a tendency that I've learned to do. Like go after un emotionally unavailable people. Oh, why? Because mom and dad were emotionally yeah. unavailable. And like, that's just the familiar thing that I know. You right. know? Okay, cool. So I understand that. But now it's how like, how do I change? How do I integrate? Yeah. yeah. How do I actually like be aware, but then also like skedaddle? Right. Exactly. How do you break your habits and it's like fucking hard. It's I like, don't know how to do it. It's like homework. Like yeah. you really have to like hold your, it's like no one else is going to hold you accountable. I know. Ugh. But you have good reason to do it because it's like your life and your livelihood. I know. I'm just like, oh, I guess it's it hard pays to have emotional integrity, but like shit, I know. I'm tired. I know, but the people that don't, they seem pretty fucking happy. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I'm like, they seem, I mean, I know they're not doing well, but they seem to be happy with their lives, so. I used to think I was really dumb because I like wasn't in like honors math and yeah. shit. Um, and now, well, now that I'm friends with Salma, she <laughs> Salma literally gases me up so much, and she's like, "You're an emotional savant," and I'm like, "You literally, <laughs> you literally are." Okay, but literally, like, that makes me feel like I literally have a boner. <laughs> like, it's too. It's, but it's. I wouldn't say that if I didn't. Too, I wouldn't say that if I didn't mean it. And that's why I'm always coming to you, being like, before we even knew each other very well, I would see you at a party. And you would be like, how are you? And I'm, I'd be like, I'm actually not doing very well. And like, this is what's on my mind. I would just be brutally honest just because you have that aura of some. People get serious with me immediately. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I'm embracing it. But it's just, it's because you are very authentic and I don't really know what it is quite, but I think you I are an emotional know. savant. I'm an emotional I'm savant, say, but you know, it's lonely at the top. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to figure out how to do that as like a bit because it's so profoundly unrelatable. <laughs> oh, I'm better than all of you. And it's really the, lonely. No, Jacqueline Novak makes that joke in her. Have you seen her get on? Oh, my God. Twice. Yeah. 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 She, Wait, what's what is she? What's she her? makes that joke like because when she thought she was really, really good at blowjobs. Oh, um, yeah. she goes, it's lonely at the yeah, top. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love how she talks. <laughs> she goes, you lonely give a really toothy blowjob. <laughs> yeah. um, what? Yeah. Me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That yeah, it's beautiful. it's hard. It's it's hard to navigate relationships and to assert what you want without like hurting other people. It's hard not to settle. Yeah. Like it's I actually find it easy not to settle. I, like I find I find it it's just it's easy to just kind of fall into the same into a familiar dynamic. Yeah. And like I guess that's what I mean by settle. And so like it it takes more work to be like, "Oh, the thing is happening again. I have to sure. I need I have to, to make active change." I have to change. Yeah. Um, how long have you been seeing that therapist two years okay yeah wow yeah it sucks I know but I get like free therapy because I like it's a resident at, okay. like in med school okay Um, which honestly it's been a really um, it's an interesting exercise in like a boundary relationship and mm -hmm. like not all endings are like tragedies mm -hmm. and I'm not relying on this person for me to like heal and like yeah. deal with my shit Although like it would be really cool to have a few more, you know, a yeah. few more years. But like I can I can do this yeah. without without Connor. But Yeah, you're equipped. Oh my God. One time I was saying something that I was like performing at this this place, Club Coming, and he was like, I know Club Coming. And I was like, stop it. You're <laughs> so hot. You have so much fun. You oh my God. Oh my God. I'm sure he's gone like a oh million my God. times. I'm sure he has. Wow. Has he ever like consumed any of your content? He he disclosed to me. He was like, I really I feel like I should um, disclose. I 
I was on Instagram and one of your reels came up on my for you. Which page. reel was it? Uh, like a Holocaust joke, obviously. <laughs> and I was like, did, did you laugh? <laughs> did he say? And, and he, he did. And then I was like, and then you had a made I'm healed. Bigger boner. <laughs> yeah. I just live in a constant state of having a boner. It's fine. I, I'm hey, co-opting the word boner. I some, love it. I, I think it's hilarious. It's so funny. I have to get in touch with my God complex sometimes because it's sometimes it's the only way to like. What do you mean? I'm just like, I'm the shit. I anyone who thinks otherwise doesn't is know dumb. what's up. <laughs> like is literally. And dumb. I have so much going for me. And like it's fine. Like my like. I, I don't know. I'm just sometimes I, I, it's like more in episodes of like depression and like feeling like self-conscious and like whatever. Sometimes I'll just have moments like, this is crazy. Like I am nice, virtuous, talented. Like I have a lot going for me. I'm going to succeed. It's inevitable. I'm hardworking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep showing it's up for fine. myself. It it's is, fine. Yeah. Like, you're fine. And I, everyone, all of these distractions, like, they want to see you fail because they are projecting the self-hatred and the jealousy, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. is like, sometimes I'm just like, you're number one. You're all good. I love you. Just stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Um, moments like that are valuable. Mm-hmm. Do you are, do you fall prey to, like, the opposite end of that pet? Like, no, pendulum? not generally. It just is, like, recent, like, in the last year, just with like personal situations um that have like knocked my confidence or self-esteem or whatever um or just have been like emotionally difficult um it can be easy to get away from that confidence it's it's not it's not i say god complex because i think it's funny but uh, yeah it's just like self-esteem self, it's self-esteem it's literally and self-assurance yeah. and self-worth um and i've always had a very high self-worth and it, it being knocked down is like pretty new for me um which is pretty unrelatable for a lot of people in comedy what has what like when did that start when do you feel like that started i think probably doing comedy on a more regular basis and then last year like there were some difficult personal relationships a lot of like rejection confusion yeah death in the family health stuff and it all was happening like very very quickly back to back that's a lot and it just kind of like shook my whole constitution yeah um damn yeah Oh my god! I know it was a crazy, horrible time. That but sounds like have, a lot of grief. It was a lot of grief. Yeah, yeah. Dang. I know life is heavy. It is not not every waking moment, but it is. No, but I'm also I'm just like not interested in not acknowledging that. No, I know it's it's like psychotic. I know and inhumane, and people operate on that level, and it's like that's not. It doesn't feel like a whole life. Mm-mm. like a holistic life. I it mean. doesn't. Are you like a, I don't know, is any part of you into like personality quizzes or astrology or like um, f- like those sorts of... So recently I've had a lot of like tarot readers on my TikTok algorithm and mm. there are some that I really like and I find comfort in watching their videos. I've tried to get away from it because I'm trying to not be so hung up on like my personal relationships and situations. I, I tend to overthink things and like mm. create fixed scenarios in my mind and stuff and I think it can be really unhealthy um so so generally no like I'm not really into astrology that kind of thing but recently I've been more interested in like tarot but it's more just like comforting and validating of my feelings and sometimes when they're like and you have dark hair I'm like whoa (laughs) I'm like yes (laughs) 
no, so it, part, of, part of it's like really emotionally validating in my trauma and then part of it's like she's a witch <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so that but that's more of like an indulgence rather than really core to my like spiritual beliefs yeah 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 um so i feel not, that way not too. really but I, I don't know. I'm, I was I'm like looking at my it. salt lamp and I was like, I wonder if Blair's like into that shit. But like, yeah, crystals I've never really bought into, but the salt lamp, I like it being here. I, and it, doesn't it like remove toxins from the air? You know, I don't know. I just like, I think yeah, it looks I cozy. Think I think it's cozy. I, I used to have one. I think I accidentally gave it away. Mm. But um, I'm really into lighting. Like I, I never have my overhead light on. I have candles on all the oh my time. God. Like Claire. I'm really, really particular about my light bulbs. Like, I'm I've returned, with you. This is crazy, but I've returned so many light bulbs to Dwayne Reed because it's not the right wattage. And I'll buy like four different boxes at once and then I return all of them because they're all wrong. And I look like a psychopath, but I'm like – you, you don't understand. The, the ambiance of my apartment is so important to me, and the lighting is everything. Key. It's it's everything. That's why I'm so happy when I walked in, and this was it felt amazing in here. Um, <sighs> but I'm, I'm very so I value that a lot. Oh my god, I value that so yeah. much. It it blows my mind that like people don't think about it. It blows my mind that people use the overhead light. I fluorescent? Are you kidding? Okay, I've been trying to do a bit about this, like. I, I like going on walks in the evening because mm -hmm. I like love staring into people's apartments. Mm -hmm. Not like I hope they're not there. Like right. I don't want to see any no, people. I gross. Wanna, yeah, I, I see literally your just want to judge their. I want to see your built-in bookshelves. I want to judge their lighting. Yeah, and I'm oh. like, oh my god, you fucking animals with your fluorescent. First of all, your overhead fluorescent no. cool LED. Like you're not even changing it to a warm bulb. Like why do you? You don't have. Why don't are you choosing like prison lighting? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you, it doesn't have to be that way. It's like a beautiful brownstone and then like the gutted, renovated. Ugh. And I, I like the old style. I like the charm of the old buildings. I'm like, first of all, I don't, I don't need that stainless steel. Mm -mm. And then you got the, yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you. It sounds like we're on the same page yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh my God. Does, mm -hmm. does New York, do you feel like New York is the right place Definitely. for you? Yeah. Especially moving around so much being young, like I, or being young when I was younger, um, Obviously, we never got say over where we mm -hmm. lived. And so it was never like my parents chose to live anywhere. just by circumstance of where my dad was moved yeah. based on the military. And so New York was the first place that I moved based on my own choice, with the exception uh -huh. of college. But even that, it's like mm -hmm. this is the best school that I got into. It's the school that I want to go to. Mm -hmm. It happens to be Virginia. Um, New York was the first place that I moved on it's my like own It's like intentional. You want to be here. Yeah. And it really – aligns with my sensibility personality goals just like logistically i like that it's yeah relatively geographically small in terms of like where i need to go yeah, um yeah. it's walkable good transit system that's open late at night like things are insanely accessible mm -hmm. um it's i can't imagine living anywhere else do you is there do did you ever carry like resentment about like ha not having a say or where you guys lived? Like when no. you had to move, were you like what again? No, because we didn't move that much when it was like difficult. We only had one difficult move, and that was Virginia to D.C. in the middle of middle school. And mm. I, what I won't say resentful, but I didn't want to move, and it was hard for us. Yeah. Um, but no, like people thought. It was cool that like I was born in France, and so I always thought that was like cool. Yeah. Um. And we moved like three or four times before I was four, so I wasn't old enough yeah. to have relationships that made it difficult sure. to like live in different places. Okay. So mm -hmm. um. Yeah. Only just the one move was like really difficult. Okay. Yeah. And then when my parents sold their house in D.C., where they lived for fifteen years, I wasn't really emotional about that either because 
it just it wasn't my childhood home and mm -hmm. like finding that house in dc like that housing market process was so difficult because well, i guess it was 2005 it was before 2008 but um i don't know i just didn't really assign a lot of emotional value to yeah it, no that's so. that's very fair yeah um we are approaching the the end of the conversation. This has been it's How it, was, do you feel? it was so funny like being on the Joker earlier and like be like, Whoa! and then be like, here's the relationship with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a really um That's a very like what full a day. It's yes. been a really full day. You're yeah. gonna be tired when you I, leave. You I already know. are. But, I, but I feel energized now because like I I always feel energized having these sorts of conversations and also yeah. just with people that I connect with and respect and like being around it. it it gives me energy. It doesn't yeah. drain energy from me. So, but I am going to be tired. Good. I woke up at 6.30. You got to go to sleep. Soon. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah. Um, this will probably come out in um, next week. Okay. Do you have anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? I'll put your shit in the episode notes. And yeah. So the It's not shit. You're, you're amazing <laughs> and creative endeavors. My content, Danielle. <laughs> Where is your content? <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at um, CMikowski. Danielle will put it in the whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And then my show, Simfest, is on Friday, January January. Wow. That's the sixth one. That's the Joker. That's the Joker. That's the Nitro. Friday, June 23rd at 7.30 p.m. at Friends and Lovers, mm -hmm. new venue. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We might go back exciting. to Heart Bar in the fall. We're going to see. But okay. they, they want to do more music stuff. So we're got the boot for the summer. Might go back in the fall. So okay. new venue, Friends and Lovers. Oh, my God. I love Friday. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, otherwise, yeah, gotta just go to my fest. shows and – Follow me on Instagram and support my entire career for my entire life. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you on for the show having for... me. This has been truly such a pleasure. <laughs> what and a delight. I just love you so much and I'm very grateful for this time. Oh my God. Me too. <laughs> me too. Maxim, we good. Maxim, shut it down. <laughs>